en el nombre de un solo Dios, Creador, Redentor y Santificador. Amén. Today the Church celebrates the Feast of the Holy Name. It is the celebration of the great mystery of the One who is beyond naming, taking on a name in the flesh for our sake. In the reading from the book of Numbers we heard this morning, which I think is one of the most beautiful passages of all of the Hebrew scriptures, the holy name of God is placed on the people as a priestly blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up the divine countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. And since, as St. Paul writes to the Galatians, we are heirs, the face of God is meant to shine upon us. Ponder for a moment the enormity and the beauty of that. The holy name of God is placed upon us too. It is an event of immense love and intimacy to which we can most appropriately respond to with silent awe and gratitude. The word translated in the passage as Lord is the unspeakable Hebrew name of God, the Tetragrammaton. I practiced how to say that last night. Or the letters pronounced by Christians as Yahweh, but never uttered by Jews. When the name had, been, had to be spoken, it was replaced with Elohim, the strong God, or Adonai, the Lord, or Hashem, the name. In the Bible, we'll, we see it most often referred to as Lord in capitalized form, where the tetragrammaton would, be, would have appeared. Lord, in this sense, is a way of pointing to what is beyond words and cannot be named. Many mystics believe that we carry the name of God in every breath. That is why it cannot be spoken, because it is the sound of breath. The Spirit of God is within us and around us. Every time we take a breath during our chanting in this church, we are breathing in the Spirit of God. And that same Spirit comes out of our mouths, manifested in song in beauty. So today's feast represents, presents one of the many paradoxes of the Christian faith, the tension between what can and cannot be named, between saying and unsaying, 
This is directly connected to the circle of contemplation and action. Contemplation leads to action. Action leads to contemplation and so forth. The name of Jesus is a translation of the Greek yesos, which is itself a transliteration of the Aramaic Yeshua, a shortened version of the Hebrew Yehoshua, or in English, Joshua. The most common etymological meaning of Jehoshua is Yahweh saves. Upon doing a little digging, however, I was fascinated to find out that other meanings rendered have been Yahweh is a saving cry, or Yahweh is a cry for saving. Cry, in this sense, means shout. So we could say that one of the meanings of the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ is Yahweh shouts salvation. The reason why I find these meanings so significant is because they seem to describe more clearly the paradoxical tension of the holy name. The unspeakable becomes a cry for saving. The saving shout points to the unspeakable. The silence that is beyond comprehension becomes the Word made flesh. The Word made flesh points to the silence. The reality that is beyond naming and is present in our very breath becomes a name and as today's collect states, the sign of our salvation. In first century Aramaic, there was no word for salvation. Salvation was understood as being made alive. It concerned the whole person. To become whole was to be transformed from within into our true identity, our deepest freedom that only comes from God's infinite love for us. This love is always present, always meets us where we are, at our point of need, whatever it may be. Love works with what is. There can be no obstacle to our union with this love except our own resistance expressed in our lack of faith. Jesus clearly expressed this when time and again he said to those he had healed, your faith has saved you, or your faith has made you well. I mean, he never said, I saved you, you're welcome. And by faith, I don't mean intellectual agreement, but the commitment to stay the course, to live with the questions and the unknown. Lasting faith requires a great deal of humility and willingness to admit and accept our vulnerability.
This vulnerability is modeled for us by the love who would choose to be incarnate in the form of a defenseless baby born to a humble refugee family in an occupied land. There, in a feeding trough, the reign of this love that is beyond all words breaks into human history and is present to all. And all means all. But when we choose self-preservation, experiencing this life-giving love becomes very difficult. The more we let go of our need to, for certainty and security, the more we can experience the life-giving love. Saving our life, we will lose it. It is only by losing our life for the sake of this love that we will find it. And for that, we need each other. We come from love and we are made to love one another as the love that is beyond all that is loves us. During the Christmas season, we commemorate and celebrate the paradox of the Incarnation. The unspeakable is spoken. Today, the unnameable takes on a name and cries salvation. So, I invite you to return to your breath. Breathe prayerfully in silent awe and humble gratitude, because the nameless and the named are one within us and around us in immense love and intimacy. May we all be filled with joy and hope this year. And most importantly, may our whole being be present to the love that surpasses all understanding. Que así sea, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén. Amén.